Prairie City, next stop. A man's voice boomed. Rose jumped at the loud announcement, quickly gathered her knitting into her bag and stood. She tried to smooth the wrinkles that had formed on her heavy skirt. Unable to do anything about them, she sighed, picked up her bonnet from the seat and tied the ribbons under her chin. She could see her reflection in the train's window. She shook her head. I'm surely not much to look at, Lord. I pray Mr. Carter was telling the truth when he answered my newspaper ad. He stated he wasn't worried about looks, just wanted a good cook. Please don't let him be too good-looking. I don't think I could be comfortable married to a really handsome man knowing I'm so plain. The train started to grind to a halt. Rose was jostled by the movement. She held onto the back of the seat swaying until the train came to a final stop. Then she leaned over and tried to peek out the window, but black soot had settled on the glass. She could barely make out the wooden platform outside the train. Disappointed, she reached and tried to wipe the window with her hanky, but it did no good. She shrugged. I'll see the whole town in a few moments. Just have to be patient. Rose found herself flattened against the seat as several passengers pushed by, eager to meet their awaiting relatives. Rose stood straight and gulped down a lump in her throat. Could she call a husband to be a relative? As she began to move toward the front of the train, a band of tension around her throat made her feel faint, as if she were being suffocated. How could I have done this, Lord? Placing an ad in the newspaper for a husband and agreeing to move all the way to Iowa and marry a man I've never even seen a tintype of, and after three short correspondences, was I just crazy? I should have tried harder to find someone in my hometown. Again, she shook her head. The truth was, since the end of the war, there were no men to find, especially for someone as plain as herself there never would be. When her last living relative, Uncle Jeremiah, passed away, leaving nothing in his will to provide for her or allow her to continue living in his house, which she had called home for the last seven years, Rose knew she had to take drastic measures and posted the ad. A lady residing in a small town in New York is desirous of opening correspondence with a man in the West with a view to a matrimonial engagement. She is 28 years of age, possesses a good moral character, is tolerably well-educated, and thoroughly versed in the mysteries of housekeeping and a good cook. She had not mentioned her plain looks, but in her second letter had given a slight indication that she was named Rose, but not nearly as fair as one. She hoped his disappointment would not be too great. There was always the chance he wouldn't want to marry her, and then where would she be? He wouldn't be responsible to provide her with a return ticket, but even if he would, there was no place for her to return to. If Mr. Carter didn't like her looks and didn't want to marry her, she would have to find work in Prairie City. Rose stepped down from the train several minutes after the last passenger. Already the wooden platform was empty. Her eyes scanned the area, but there didn't seem to be anyone waiting for her. Dread forced her to swallow bile.
Oh, Lord, he didn't even come to the train station. Now what should I do? A gentle breeze caused the bottom of her pink day dress with a yellow flower bud print to sway, and a slip of her golden brown hair fell from her bonnet onto her cheek. Distressed, Rose had no idea she looked like a lovely flower standing there alone. She looks like a wild prairie rose, Earl Barker sat on his sturdy buckboard, with the reins of two horses hanging loose in his hand, staring at the woman. Her pink dress and yellow flower print reminded him of the wild prairie roses that covered the Iowa fields. She's a plain but pleasant-looking woman. That dress looks heavy and hot.